More reskins are on the way. How's it going, guys? I'm Geronimo Bro, and this is the Guardians of Destiny 2 podcast. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the next faction rally, which is going to start this next reset. And this is going to be the final faction rally of Season 2. This is also your last chance to get the ornaments and emblems from this season before Season 3 drops in March 27th. And when that happens, they're also going to be taking a short break from faction rallies. They actually didn't say short, they didn't say how long. But they're going to be taking a hiatus from faction rallies for a while because they want to rework some stuff about it. They didn't give exact details, but they gave us some clues as to what they might be doing. And it sounds like they're going to be adding in some new activities or just general things to do. I'm hoping for a Crucible playlist and something PvE related as well, but we'll see what happens whenever they come back with some more information on that. As for this faction rally, we got a look at what's going to be the new prize guns this time around, in addition to what's being added to the loot pool in general. As far as the loot pool is concerned, we're getting three new weapons that weren't previously prizes or in the loot pool before. The first one of them is a new Monarchy shotgun, looks like it's from Hake. It's called the Quit Claim Shotgun 3. And this archetype is the aggressive frame archetype, which is high damage, high recoil. It has rifled barrel, flared magwell, and field prep. And I'm going to be honest, this really doesn't seem all that great. It seems like something you would just get to put in your collection, but never really use. So I'm probably going to do exactly that. Dead Orbit is getting a new SMG called the Radiant Stardust. This looks just like a Death Adder reskin, uh, so I'm not really sure why they didn't call this one the Death Adder, because they are Dead Orbit. Not really sure what they were going for there, but it is the 900 RPM archetype, lightweight frame. It has full bore, steady rounds, and grave robber. And judging by the stat bars I'm seeing here, it looks like it'll stand up to a Death Adder, a Hero's Burden, or even a Royal Dispensation pretty well but nothing about this really sticks out beyond those other guns. So if you haven't already have those, you might replace it with it because it looks cool, but not because it's going to be a better performing gun. And Future Workhold is getting another shotgun too, called the Deicide. This looks at least like the frame of the deadpan delivery, if I'm not mistaken. And the stat build and the archetype is the rapid fire frame, which looks like it matches very well with the perfect paradox or Hawthorne's field forward shotgun. So it's going to perform very similarly to that. Its perks are full choke, steady rounds and moving target. And I think full choke and moving target are going to make this decent, at least for those of you who like to slide shotgun or even crouch shotgun. So you may want to try this out. I'm probably going to end up trying it out once or twice on stream. So if you want to watch me test it out to see if you're going to like it, you can watch me on YouTube and it's going to be the Geronimo Bro Games YouTube YouTube channel. I'm not entirely sure when I'll get it, but whenever I do get it, I'm going to at least try it out. They also gave us a sneak peek at the prize guns this time around. New Monarchy got the grenade launcher called the Interference 6, and I'm going to be honest, the stats don't look very good on this. It's basically a reskin of play of the game, but the stats here look like it's very impotent to say the least. It's got very little blast radius, its velocity is only slightly better and all the other stats are kind of in line with those two stats, so that's not really looking too good for this gun. Uh, its perks are volatile launch, alloy casting, and field prep. I can't actually look at the other options right now because I guess the app is malfunctioning, but this is basically all the information that I have right now. So I'm not really looking forward to getting this, uh, even though I tend to grind a little hard on New Monarchy because their ornaments look a lot better. I'm probably not going to even bother with this outside of maybe just holding on to it for my collection, if even that. Dead Orbit's prize this time around is the Distant Tumulus. That literally took me like 10 tries to say because I keep wanting to say Tumultuous. But it's called the Distant Tumulus and it is a Vice sniper rifle and it looks pretty cool, I'll give them that much. It actually looks like it's worth using. 
but I don't see this replacing the Atchin LR2, which is actually the best sniper rifle in the entire game. It's a rapid fire frame archetype with small bore, extended mag, and pulse monitor, so it's still a solid choice. It's not terrible, so if you want it because it looks cool and you're willing to deal with the slight gap in how good it performs, then go ahead and take it. It's actually worth using. And furthermore, whenever that new update comes through in May that fixes the sniper flinch problem, then it's going to be, I think, decently useful. Now if you noticed, I called out quite a few reskins, and that's because they're all reskins. Literally everything's a reskin, and that's kind of a shame because they have a huge opportunity here. They could give us very unique, very either better or worse guns, and they really just haven't done that. They've given us kind of the same stuff. Maybe a little better, maybe a little bit worse, uh, maybe a little bit better looking or a little worse looking, but it's generally just kind of all the same stuff with maybe like a, a sigil slapped on or something. And I feel like that's just not good enough. I feel like they need to do at least what they did in D1 Year 3, where Iron Banner guns were legitimately different in most every way. Granted, their performance was very similar to other archetypes or other guns, and that's generally okay. I'm okay with that. If it looks and sounds different and it feels different, that to me is at least good enough. And I really just kind of miss that feeling. I don't have that in D2. And I feel like they at least should give us that in D2 because they were able to do it in D1, so they have the capability. In fact, they've actually increased their staff, so there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to do that. I really hope that during this hiatus for faction rallies that they manage to give us at least a whole new crop of weapons that actually are unique, that feel, look, and sound different, and that make you want to go and chase them because you can't get them anywhere else. And to be honest, if they can give us that feeling back, that in itself is going to be a huge success for the game. That's going to be helpful to not only keep players retained and engaged, but also to give us a reason to keep grinding, which we honestly don't really have much of right now unless we want to prepare for the future sandbox changes or future DLCs. But I'll go ahead and put that rant on the shelf for later. Let's instead talk about the Nightfall scores from this past week, because they are just insane. 402,479 is the top score from the last week's strike, and that is the Pyramidian strike. Number 2 was 398,226, and number 3 was 380,399. Normally scores this high are supposed to be impossible, but there's a cheese right now where you can go and farm lost sectors and patrol zones to pad your score to compete on this high of a level. Now this actually is an exploit, not actually part of the game, so it's going to be patched, but we're going to have to wait until May for that patch to come in. So unfortunately, until that happens, you're going to still see scores this high. However, they're not going to use these scores to tune the score thresholds, which is good. In the last part of this update, they talk about one more issue that needs to be addressed, and quite frankly, should have been addressed much sooner, and that's in-air accuracy of hand cannons. Currently, if you take a hand cannon and you try to jump even the slightest, or if the game just thinks that you're floating, your hand cannon is essentially unusable. Now granted, if somebody's close enough, you're probably going to land a hit, but you're not going to be able to land a crit that easily, and it's pretty much not worth even trying to use if you're in the air. In-air accuracy was originally removed from the game in the first place because they wanted to remove the skill gap. It was making it very hard for casual, less skilled players to want to play the game or to even have any fun in the game. So this was more of an attempt to keep and capture those people as opposed to catering to the hardcore audience. However, them even being in these talks in the first place is a signal they're trying to go back to their hardcore roots. And while this is very exciting for me as a guy who plays and streams Destiny very regularly, the concerning part here is that they're not going to be able to bring back a lot of the old player base who already moved on. 
a lot of the original player base, the hardcore community who used to play and or stream Destiny 2 has moved on to the games like Fortnite and Monster Hunter, and they're probably not going to come back because now they actually have other options and other games to play. Whereas a few years ago when Destiny 1 first launched and even during its content droughts, there weren't very many options. And that's the main difference between that situation and now. So if they're going to move in that direction, they should honestly move a lot faster because that kind of a hardcore community that sticks to a game no matter what takes a lot of time to develop. So if they want to have an easy time marketing D3, then they're going to have to start building that community right now because they need all the time they can get to repair the damage that's already been done to the game and then to also push beyond that. That being said, they are coming out with an updated developer roadmap tomorrow, so we're going to hear a lot more about what they're planning beyond May, which hopefully does actually involve hardcore types of activities and hardcore types of things that you need in a game. So we'll see what happens then. I'm not going to rant anymore about this today. I've already ranted enough today. So with that, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you're new to the station and you're on Anchor, hit that favorite button. If you're on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode.